Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Welcome to Geek in the City Radio, issue 667. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Spinarita. I'm wondering what the hell is going on, Cable Hashitani. What was that was a what was that intro? What was that voice? Uh, that was a tired bane voice, is what I was attempting. Tired bane, okay. Tired bane. Okay. Sure. A little bit of a Harley Quinn HBO Max bane. No one loves Bane. I started watching that um, during the two-week period where I had COVID and couldn't leave the house. Um, mm-hmm. That is a solid show. It's very solid. Yeah, um, it's so much fun. I really enjoy uh, Kaylee Cuoco's uh, take on Harley Quinn and mm-hmm. Lake Bell's take on uh, uh, Poison Ivy. Yeah, it's a very good show. And what's yeah. his name is um, ah, the shark. Um, is it Ron Funches? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As King Shark. King Shark, yeah. Yep. Oh, I don't want to go around just eating people, but hey, I'm a shark. It's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, I'm, I'm a season behind, so I need to jump on it. They just announced the uh, Valentine Day special with those two also. Nice. Yeah. So. Nope, that was it. That was the Bane voice. How's everybody doing? Uh, good. Busy, busy start to my week. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm here and not at my house. It looks cool, though. Yeah. Styling. It's a very fun office. Yeah, nice. I have spent most of my day in my office down here organizing and cleaning and Trying to not get a case of the Tuesdays, which is what I get. I don't get the Mondays. I get the Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, but got a lot of fun work done. Pitched a couple projects, trying to get back up on that horse. I'm really itching to just try to come up with a werewolf story. Um, there's an what editor who wants that? to do a were- Huh? 
Uh, I was just wondering what prompted that. Werewolf by night. Oh, well, that helped. No, also, I was... Halloween. He, and Halloween. He loves, he loves werewolves. But it, yeah, but it started probably like a couple weeks ago. I've been going back and forth about another project. And the editor I'm working with keeps saying, like, but what does it mean? Who's the audience? Um, and this is something that's been approved a few times, but keeps going to a different editor, and then they have a different take. Um, they think it's much darker than I intended. Um, so I'm kind of going back and forth. But, like, two weeks ago, I thought, like, does everything does everything have to have a meaning beyond it's, it's fun? I want to do something fun. Uh, I want people to enjoy 24 pages of stuff. And then I added, because sometimes I just want to write about werewolves doing werewolf shit. And another editor wrote me and she says, I want to hear your werewolves doing werewolf shit story. I'm like, oh, crap. I guess I better mm-hmm. think of a werewolf story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all I've got right now is a log line that I keep playing. Because I don't know if I want it to be like... I don't want it to be tropey werewolves. And there's a lot of that. Like, oh, we're werewolves. We hate technology kind of thing. Werewolf the apocalypse and the, the technocracy. A lot of white wolf shit. It, is is werewolves a- hating technology a trope? I'm unfamiliar. Ever since with white wolf made a role-playing game out of it, yeah. Like I was like, I'd never heard of that. Oh. Maybe you're not playing enough uh, World okay, of Darkness. So, so, yes, it's a trope, but it is a trope for a subset of role-playing game, role gamers. Yes. And then I thought, well, I've also been still on my Old West kick, like, a lot. Um, so I'm like, all right, I could do, I could do something with that. Um, but then, you know, because of last week and last weekend, I'm up to my neck in Lovecraft lore again. I'm like, all right, am I walking into a trope by doing the American West during the 1890s with werewolves being the last line of defense against Mesoamerican Lovecraftian horrors? I don't know. Not until you write it. Is it something you've seen before? No. Not that I can recall. I've never seen it. And then I had a lot... Then I had a log line that popped in my head and actually sent this to the editor. I said, I'm still working on it, but I can't get this log line out of my head. And it's, when all our heroes are dead, only the monsters can save us. She's like, yeah, okay, go with that. What is the definition of log line? Uh, well, log line is actually, that wasn't even the log line. That's more like a, you know. That sounded more like an elevator pitch. Yeah, that, that's a log. Yeah, a log line. I think is a fancier version of that, which mm, might okay. be why I've never gotten many people to listen to my log lines because even I don't completely know what they want. And honestly, they don't either. You know, um, I I feel like um, people who have the money that produce these things, what they want is the thing that sounds brand new and exciting and yet completely and utterly familiar and comfortable simultaneously. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Anywhere. That's where I've been. Um, trying to think of like fun werewolf shit to do. Cool. It, it'll probably end up being in the West. I, I just like that. Um, A were Western. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would go like, I'd probably go, I don't know. And again, this is, uh, isn't help because I saw Werewolf by Night this afternoon, but I probably want to go the Lon Chaney Jr. route with like the face of a human, not the schnout. Mm-hmm. You know. Or I just have both and they don't always get along. Cha-cha-cha. I mean, there are different breeds of dogs, so why not? Mm-hmm. That's true. Also, Bean, I might be able to let Jen 3D print you a Harkins bite tooth for your Ravenloft character. That would be amazing because I have not been able to find a suitable piece to yeah. to use. You'd have to paint it and stuff how you want. No, we were able to procure like an engineering level like resin printer from our neighbor who moved away, which is pretty friggin' cool. That's very cool. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm gonna see if I can 3D print a dice tower. So what are we doing on the show tonight, kids? Well, you've got a huge love, <coughs> Lovecraft recap. Uh, having, we're having our buddy Claire on. They are going to talk about a project they just wrapped up, right? Significant Other, which is yes. currently on Paramount+, Plus, um, which we will mention up front. None of us have watched this yet. Um, it just like, came out like yeah. this weekend, right? Yep. Yeah. It just dropped last weekend. Um, and there's, we were indisposed for yes. multiple reasons. Um, you had your own away missions, and then we had the the group mission of HP Lovecraft Film Fest. Um, but Significant Other is on my list uh, to watch. Uh, Claire is going to talk about what they did on, on the show or on the movie. Um, but they do also don't want to give away too too many spoilers until right. it's been out for a few weeks. So this sense. will be a spoiler-free kind of tease about the show. That's but yeah, excited. Well, um, hello, hi. I'm still here. My ears went weird. <laughs> Are they still like, attached to your head? I don't hear anything in the background anymore. That's like weird. my back. Oh, I mean, if we're going, if we're fine. Can you, I can hear yeah. you. Can you can hear, hear us? Yes, I can hear, I can hear okay. you, Cable. Denise, I'm sure I thought I just heard you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't said that much since that's started. But we're good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. And I'm not making that face, so it's not that. I was just about to say, like, how's your how how are you feeling? Uh-huh. Fine. Yeah, great. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I know all those warning signs really fucking well. And haven't had one since that night. Every once in a while when I lay down wrong, my arm will go to sleep and I'll be like, oh shit. And then I'll move and it gets tingling. And I'm like, oh, it's just my arm went to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> good, good. It was almost uh, like my ears popped. That was the sound. Just so that just so that you know, um, I can still hear your audio. Your video has frozen. Mine? Yeah. Not to me. Not to you? Good. Yeah. Then, nope. Then it's just me. I, Let's try this. We're back. Yeah. Or I'm back. Now you see me move? Yep. Super sweet. Uh, so, yeah, this is all true. Um, Maybe one day all of these apps won't have as many bugs. Or that one day, day I'll just 
Yeah, or I'll just foot the bill and pay for like the really high end integration programs. But the show doesn't pull enough money in for me to justify that. When it does, then we can talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. There's other things we want to do and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, so I I have I think I have the the bulk of Lovecraft to talk about, but I would mm-hmm. like to hear both from both of you about what you what some of your highlights were. Bean, go ahead. I was gonna uh, I was gonna suggest that Cable, you can start, but then like we can jump in when there's a part that we also were mm-hmm. able to experience with you. Okay. Well, we were all there Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um. And the one thing that we did together was sit in the theater for Short Blocks 1. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, And then you ran off for Short Blocks 2. And I watched um, Something in the Dirt, which was one of the longer features. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I've also spent uh, a little bit of yesterday and a little bit of today watching all of the Short Blocks that I didn't get to see. Um, through the streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, I had more than one person come up and, and tell me this. And it was like, like, oh, this, this person really liked the, these shorts. But like Sunday when people are still saying the same thing. And that sure. was, these are the best shorts I have ever seen. And having huh. now gone through all of the short blocks... These are the best shorts the HP Lovecraft Film Fest have ever shown. Wow, that's, that's a cool. bold statement. Yeah, I mean to revisit them because I remember thinking through one and two, mainly one, I was like, mm, okay. But that also may not just be my style. The, there, were, there are several of them that I didn't click with. Like, mm-hmm. not my thing, but to immediately go oh i like i didn't like is very different than that was not well made every single one of these were like like i feel like it's still above usually there are some real stinkers um most of them are mediocre and then there are like or not mediocre but average they're the average is like yeah that was fine it was fine We get a couple in there that's like, dude, that was oh, right. The one, that, the couple that like really stick with you. Yeah, like right. the one last year that like sent someone out of the room. Um, I was going to ask if there was any voiding at the festival this year. Uh, not that I, not that I saw, but I did stick to a lot of the features, which I don't normally do. That, um, ah. but I did a lot of features this year. Cool. Um, that said, these all seemed to be a notch above average at the low end. Oh, nice. Like, they are solid. They were scary. They were they were either terrifying, hilarious, or artistically beautiful. Okay. And those were the camps that they were in. But like, even the ones that I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't connect with that one emotionally – but man, it was it was incredibly well shot. It was very concise. Um, it it did exactly what its thesis set out to do. Um, and like I've been trying to wrap my brain around 
is it just that they had more time? Like everyone has had Maybe. more time or have decided to refocus. It's like, if I'm going to do film, fuck it. I'm going to do film. Pandemic has shut everything else down. I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to spend time really figuring out film. Right. That makes um, sense. So it was, uh, I, I was thoroughly impressed with what I watched. Um, I'm trying to pull up the film so I can see. Is there, are the shorts still screening online on their site for a few more days? Uh, until the end of today. Oh, well, we know people. <laughs> you, we, we do know people. I am curious. I don't know. Bean, did you make it on Sunday? I didn't make, I made it only Friday. It's the least mm-hmm. of time I've gotten to Lovecraft and I'm really bummed about that. I did. I was there all day Sunday. Um, um I thought that... I got to watch Reanimator. Ah, uh, what'd you think? T- it's a fun movie. Um, it's super fun. We it's, watched it's the extended cut specifically. Um, like overall, it holds up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are obviously some scenes that um, are questionable, but I'm led to understand that that's part of why it's such a uh, what a cult favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. like every like anything I've ever seen Jeffrey Coombs do, it's. His performance like really like sets it apart from like it, it. I think that like objectively with different performances, that film could be like considered just like a, a, you know just like a silly B B horror film. Oh sure. Um, with like an okay budget, nothing huge, um, but also not like super hokey either. Um. That's yeah, yeah. I, I I did really enjoy it, and I, I I also really enjoy like knowing that it was kind of intentionally meant to be like almost a love story between these two other characters. Um, and then I, I I don't know. I guess that means that Herbert West was supposed to be the bad guy, but that's that's not the story that you get. Herbert He's, West was always supposed to be um, an agent of chaos for that movie. Yeah, mm. with the weird detachment of science, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. His morality doesn't work its way in, especially if you listen to the story as written, read by Jeffrey Coombs, and you really get it. Which and I it did. Spans I, like, since I was spans like twenty years too. Yeah, uh, because I was on a road trip. I listened to it in the car uh, while I was by myself, and that oh, nice. actually probably really helped with my appreciation of. Uh, of the film because I could, I could see where they pulled some elements from the, the story, the written story uh, and tried to really incorporate them into a contemporary retelling. Nice. Which I always appreciate. Yeah. And um, reanimator actually really does walk that fine line. Cause you mentioned it could have been campy Lovecraft movies, especially features <clears throat> are hard to pull off. Um, you either have to go totally psychological and all of the things man isn't meant to know or exist in the shadows or you just have the budget and say screw it we're going full Pacific Rim like we're going to show you the monsters mm-hmm. um, Reanimator is one of those weird movies that somehow pulls off the middle and I think maybe it's the era it came out lended itself to rubber makeup and all that kind of stuff Yep. Yeah. 
still such a great. I, go go ahead. ahead. I was just saying it's what it's still one of my favorite openings from any movies when his professor is dying. Was it in Germany? She's like, "You killed him." Yep. And he looks up. No, I didn't. He was already dead. And then he was already dead. Yeah. Then you get that complete psycho uh, film score ripoff. Mm-hmm. You play I was those explaining two. that to Denise when mm-hmm. we were watching it. I'm like, uh, she made comment about the soundtrack. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the composer has admitted to they ripped off Psycho. It's the theme to Psycho in a different key. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So this is a pretty good spot to take a quick break and thank our sponsors. First up, we have got Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Spooky season is here, and there's all kinds of horror-themed games that you can play solo or with friends, be it like board games or RPGs. There's some cool... um, like kind of like small locally create not locally created but small press RPGs that are very affordable to get into and very fun to play. There's games like Dread, where instead of dice you use a wooden block tower, aka Jenga, or Ten Candles, where you just use ten tea lights. And there's a small pamphlet horror RPG called Mothership. So if you are a fan of films like Alien, that's more Dread and not War. Or uh, maybe a little bit of Event Horizon, then I think you would really enjoy Mothership. There's also pre-made adventures and stuff for Mothership you can pick up. It's right there on an end cap, like the Pathfinder end cap at Guardian Games. Why did I go on a list long ad for like a game and not the shop itself? Mainly just to highlight all the different types of games you can find at Guardian Games. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a huge financial uh, input for you to get into gaming. Uh, Magic Players, Store Championship, uh, Modern Masters is Saturday, October 22nd. Uh, tickets are in the store, or I do believe you can get them on their website, which is ggportland.com. And then finally, for more casual Magic Players, the Unfinity, like kind of the wacky cards, they are back. And of course, you can tap mana for the Blood Guard, for the Blood God, with the Warhammer 40k Magic Set. Which is still weird for me to say, but they look pretty cool. Warhammer's not my jam, but the art's pretty dope. Check it all out. Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And please, as always, when you're there, thank them for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio. Just like Revnat of Revnat's Hard Cider, who has kept us going during this lockdown and during some of the darker moments of the pandemic, of which there were many. <clears throat> not saying that drinking cider is a good way to overcome dark moments, but it helps. In, uh, you know, in measure. Uh, he's got a new cider out called The Queen's Red. If you enjoyed cider from my family a few months ago, The Queen's Red is similar to that, but still different, but kind of has the same kind of foundation, the same genes as cider from my family. The name was just a happy slash sad accident. Uh, Rev Nat and the team named this cider over a year ago. It just happened to come out a few weeks after the death of Queen Elizabeth. So... Long live the Queen's Red. <laughs> Check him out. You can also still vote for him. You've got 10 more hours to vote for Rev Nat in USA Today's top 10 cideries in the entire United States. I don't know if they update the site. Allegedly, for the last few weeks, he's still at number 12. All I can think is that there are bots in Tennessee and Georgia that are keeping uh, these ciders at number 3, especially the poorly named Gypsy Circus Cider. So anyway, vote for Rev Nat's Sponsored Geek in the City Radio, which we're getting back to right now. Um, yeah, I had said that it was um, it was giving me some like Danny oh. Elfman vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So this is a pretty good spot to take a quick break and thank our sponsors. First up, we have got Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. Uh, spooky season is here, and there's all kinds of horror-themed games that you can play solo or with friends, be it like board games or RPGs. There's some cool... Um, like kind of like small locally create not locally created but small press rpgs that are very affordable to get into and very fun to play there's games like dread where instead of dice you use a wooden block tower aka jenga or 10 candles where you just use 10 tea lights and there's a small pamphlet horror rpg called mothership so if you're a fan of films like alien that's more dread and not war or uh, maybe a little bit of Event Horizon, then I think you would really enjoy Mothership. There's also pre-made adventures and stuff for Mothership you can pick up. It's right there on an end cap, like the Pathfinder end cap at Guardian Games. Why did I go on a list long ad for like a game and not the shop itself? Mainly just to highlight all the different types of games you can find at Guardian Games. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a huge financial uh, input for you to get into gaming. Uh, Magic Players, Store Championship, uh, Modern Masters is Saturday, October 22nd. Uh, tickets are in the store, or I do believe you can get them on their website, which is ggportland.com. And then finally, for more casual Magic Players, the Unfinity, like kind of the wacky cards, they are back. And of course, you can tap mana for the Blood Guard, for the Blood God, with the Warhammer 40k Magic Set. Which is still weird for me to say, but they look pretty cool. Warhammer's not my jam, but the art's pretty dope. Check it all out. Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And please, as always, when you're there, thank them for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio. Just like Rev Nat of Rev Nat's Hard Cider, who has kept us going during this lockdown and during some of the darker moments of the pandemic, of which there were many. <clears throat> not saying that drinking cider is a good way to overcome dark moments, but it helps. In, uh, you know, in measure. Uh, he's got a new cider out called The Queen's Red. If you enjoyed cider from my family a few months ago, The Queen's Red is similar to that, but still different, but kind of has the same kind of foundation, the same genes as cider from my family. The name was just a happy slash sad accident. Uh, Rev Nat and the team named this cider over a year ago. It just happened to come out a few weeks after the death of Queen Elizabeth. So... Long live the Queen's Red. <laughs> Check him out. You can also still vote for him. You've got 10 more hours to vote for Rev Nat in USA Today's top 10 cideries in the entire United States. I don't know if they update the site. Allegedly for the last few weeks, he's still at number 12. All I can think is that there are bots in Tennessee and Georgia that are keeping uh, these ciders at number 3. Especially the poorly named Gypsy Circus Cider. So anyway, vote for Rev Nat's Sponsored Geek in the City Radio, which we're getting back to right now. Ooh, I believe our guest has arrived also. Should we tad a few minutes or bring them on? Oh, bring them on. All right. <laughs> Joining us now, friend of the pod, it's Claire. Hi, Claire. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing? It's been I know, so long. It has, it has been a while, <laughs> for sure. How have you been? Uh, Good. Living in, the, living in the movie world. Living in the movie. Sorry. It's been a weird year uh, this year. Last year was really great, and this year has just been super quiet. But, you know, that's the life. Every, yeah. Everyone I've talked to have said that 2022, everyone was like, maybe this will be the year we'll all get a little break. And that was not the fucking case. 
<laughs> Define a break because um, I've worked like not very um, much this year. <laughs> less, I mean, yeah, less death, more money coming in, projects actually happening. Oh. Yeah, no. That, yeah, no. That did not happen. <laughs> not time off break. No. Right. Claire, are you drinking an oldie? I am not. I'm drinking uh, liquid death because I'm a square oh, okay. and don't drink alcohol. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't think so. I was like, wow. What, what variety is the gold death, can? This is not an endorsement. This is the mango. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. They like, make flavors? Like but better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And caffeinated The lime and the mango are my favorite. Go on. I think they make a caffeinated one now also. I will have to investigate. Yes. Claire, what have you been working on? We're talking about horror films. Oh, well, um, <laughs> let me see. I was working on a feature that I quit, so I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Can't put them on blast or anything? I will not do that because um, I do like my All job. Right. I like having a career, and as horrible as an experience as it was, I don't think that's in my best interest. That's fair. Um, Smart. Let's see. What have I done this year? Um, I'm about to start a new feature. Um, my genre lately seems to be like sci-fi thriller more than it is horror. So I haven't okay. really done a horror movie in a while, actually, now that I think about it. But yeah, that's uh, that's what it is. Like it's just it's been gig work here and there. I've done some commercials, done some photo shoots, uh, worked on sex lives of college girls, and you would not believe the number of people that asked us if that was a reality show. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it was not. Definitely. Yeah, that's it. You know, just kind of living, surviving. (laughs) Yeah, but that's great. So we've all admitted none of us none of us have been able to see the feature you worked on recently, the one that's on Paramount Plus. Like it just dropped, right? Yeah, it just came out on the seventh. It's significant other on Paramount Plus. Can you give us the 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 log line, the elevator pitch on it? To to be fair, we Um, were also at a film fest all weekend. So yes. Fine, whatever. Um, I don't know how to describe it without because there's like, so I guess that the plotline is basically like this: com- this couple is hiking in the Pacific wilderness, and some things happen, and people are not as they seem, and there's like a bunch of plot twists that I can't give anything away on, or it'll ruin the movie. Uh, but it's really it's a really fun movie. Like uh, I I went on to department head makeup on it, and usually that just means you're handling like the basic beauty makeup on people. But um, KNB Effects Studio was doing a bunch of the effects for it, and they had a lot more on their plate than they were expecting. So some of that the builds got tossed to me. So mm-hmm. I got to actually make some stuff for it too, as well as just doing regular makeup. Nice. Who's still yeah. left at KNB? Like the founders? Is it? Um. I want to say Howard Berger, and I want to say Nicotero is too. I I think Kurtzman's the only one that kind of went off on his own. But don't to, quote me on it. I think he went to like The Walking Dead and stuff like that, right? Mainly. That was Nicotero. Okay. For those who yeah. don't know, like if K and B is like basically they started with Sam Raimi on Evil Dead. So if you're mm-hmm. like me and you're a Sam Raimi junkie, kind of by default, you're also a K and B junkie. Like you tend to follow their work and stuff like that so 
Well, and this was a small enough feature that they themselves, the met, the guys themselves didn't come down from above to, to supervise mm-hmm. anything. It was definitely delegated out. But the people that they delegated it to were rad. Uh, Carrie Jones was their effects supervisor. He actually plays... Oh, I'm going to lose some nerd points, but it's the new uh, the new Wookiee on Star Wars. He's the guy that's actually in the suit for that. Oh, oh you want Black Chrysanthemum? Yeah. That one, yeah. Oh, he's Black Chrysanthemum? He's not the Swedish yeah. dude who's actually in Chewbacca's suit? No, the, no. yeah, the, the guy that plays no, Black Carrie Jones plays him. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's cool. But nice. he's also like an effects supervisor at KNB, which I think is really cool. So I worked, I, I interacted with him a whole bunch, and then they sent out uh, two artists to oversee everything. Nice. Yeah. Is there a type of like uh, makeup effects that you found that you prefer now, or do you kind of miss doing prosthetics I and monsters? Like, it just depends on what I'm doing more of at the moment. Like that's just, like my, my canned answer to it. Like if I'm doing more of one sort of specific thing that I want to be doing something completely different. And then I go, I'll go do that completely different thing. I'm like, you know, it'd be nice. Let's make some pretty stuff. So <laughs> it's just like a, a never ending grass is greener for me. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Cool. V- Vina, variety is nice. Oh. <laughs> variety, <Very> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Tell me you have ADHD without telling me you have ADHD. <laughs> what? Because mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I'm like, it seems like you need a gig where it's always going to be something different. Today we're doing horror. Later this week we're going to do a rom com. Everyone's going to be glamorous. Like, right. Yeah, just, just different. Well, every and day. I, think, I think that's why I've lasted as long as I have in the film industry. I've been doing this for 15 years and it's because the next job is always going to be different from the one before. So I'm always changing it up. Yeah. How's the industry doing here in the Northwest? Is it picking up or is it still kind of chugging along? You know, if you'd asked me that question last year, I would have said we're picking up steam. And then this year it's just like the bottom dropped out when nobody's really entirely sure why. I've heard a huge range of different reasons and none of them like, it's kind of like, yeah, I guess, but it doesn't like really fully answer it. So I'm actually on the, the executive board for our local union, our local home workers union here. And that's something we're actually trying to get to the bottom of because we want our people to work. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That union has been through. Cause was it last year was the big contract where like they almost all went on strike. Yeah. Yeah, actually, we were in the middle of filming Significant Other during those contract negotiations, and it looked like we might be striking while we were working. That was really an interesting situation to be in. Um, But yeah, last year was the the contract negotiations. And then, um, well, this year, there's more contract negotiations because all of our contracts are up every couple of years, and we have to renegotiate them. But it's a different contract than it was last year. Not nearly as contentious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, someday comic book writers will be allowed to join the Writers Guild, uh, oh, but I doubt man. it. It needs to happen. I'm fully yeah, in favor can't... of unionizing everybody. Yeah, we're not yep. allowed. Yeah, contract freelance comic book writers, basically anyone who does Marvel, DC, and isn't creator owned. We can't join WGA. We can't do join WGA East. East. We can't join the animation writers. We can't join any of them. We're not allowed to form our own. I think at best. We can form a guild. I'm that sorry, has you're not more. allowed. To, no, you're not allowed to form your own. We are not. Uh, it's a labor practice. Someone can correct me on this. Our listener Thomas Gill is very well versed in such things, uh, yeah. but I do believe I thought, it goes I, back. I do believe it goes back to Reagan, um, not allowing independent. I mean, most of these things can be traced back to Reagan, so that's not really that shocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
um, I know writers try to join the animation writers, and hmm. they're like, "Nope, we're not taking you." Weird. So, yeah, that's really weird because most most of the unions are like, "Oh yeah, we want to snap up whatever this unrepresented uh, industry is for representation." Like um, right now, the whole conversation is revolving around stop motion and unionizing stop motion because mm -hmm. uh traditional animation houses are getting unionized under tag uh it's the animation guild uh sorry um but stop motion just keeps kind of being left out in the cold so wow yeah it's weird, weird. it's really surprising to me that anybody would be like no we're not going to organize this group of people that gets taken advantage of regularly yeah constantly <laughs> um yeah, sorry, we're gonna talk about nerdy things and not labor law. No, that's I mean, we're but all these kind are of... important things about art. That's and, true. Yeah, that's true. And okay, it, fine. Like the, one of the things that uh, Aaron knows that I learned from running a gallery and and running shows and working with comic book people for years is that they are very good at their craft. Uh, if you go, you should get together and organize and do this thing. They have no idea how to do any of that. And yeah, they require administrators and facilitators who do understand that and can take take that up for them. It's like, no, you need someone who just does that minutia so that you can right. continue doing art and be represented at the same time. It's kind of a catch yeah. too, because the ones that are able to have outside assistance for the minutia are already doing better financially than than those that do not have access to that assistance. There's that too. It might be worth talking to the National Labor Relations Board. Like that's really that's really where all of this boils down to anyway. Excuse me, is uh I, the NLRB. But I, I feel like some creators that are far more experienced than I have have done that in the past. Um, oh, you I can find you, you can find hours long uh, rants from now the now past Neil Adams when he tried mm. to unionize comic book creators in the seventies, um, and the, like the walls he kept hitting. And it was only like a couple years before his passing. He said like if we were able to use nice in the seventies, this is what a writer would make per page. This is what an artist would make per page. He's like, and yeah, the publisher wouldn't have as much money, but they'd still be around. There'd be better practices, you know, all around. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think it was local artist Ben Dewey a couple of years ago. He was at a convention and he drew this wagon that had just dozens and dozens of films thrown in the back of the wagon, you know, like MCU, fledgling DCU, every movie. And instead of two donkeys, it was one writer and one artist like pulling this ever more weighted down cart and it was like we're gonna break eventually you know yeah mm -hmm. um or to start paying the creators for stuff that's happening like i am loving the new she-hulk show yeah there's a few writers and creators at, at marvel who should be getting paid for that same with hawkeye same with miss marvel um i don't know too much on the dc side mainly because there's not a whole lot right now um, I know creators that do still get bank bank. Like every time Bane shows up, Chuck Dixon like can buy a car. <laughs> um, he brokered a really good deal. 
Go ahead. Uh, the whole Berlanti verse. This is just like an entire week, you know, weeks worth of DC programming. Yeah, and most of those stories came from writers. Yep. Or from DC writers, not mm-hmm. people in the Berlanti writers room. They put a spin on it, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we got all that stuff. Crisis on Infinite Earths, all that. That came from comics first. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it's, I think, I think it was, it's only going to get worse because um, there are companies out there right now who are actively trying to buy up IP <laughs> for the sole purpose yeah. of turning it into more more film and television franchises. Like they don't yeah. really care about what what the product is. If you're making comics, they want to buy it. So they can turn it into something else. Yes. There's a lot of companies and investment capitalists buying publishing houses. So they can IP farm. Not knowing how that works. It's step one. Acquire small indie publisher. Step two. uh, Don't know how publishing works. Fire almost everyone. Step three. Profit. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah. Um... I hope it gets better. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, sorry. I went on a rant about what happens within the <laughs> entertainment industry. And I think it's only going to get worse because all these companies are consolidating. Yep. Oh, my God. I you know. know. How does that impact what you do? Honestly, we, we don't know how it's going to impact things yet. Um, the, the biggest thing that's impacting us right now is all of the streaming companies because it's a different mm. contract than like working on a movie or working on a network show. Um, it, like that was one of the big things about our strike last year, our strike boat last year was the the new media isn't new line. They're still treating it as this like experimental medium when like absolutely everything is streaming. But now all of these different companies are starting to merge together. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> who knows mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah it's I don't know how there's only so much they can keep getting out of people before we're just gonna be like we're done we just can't take this anymore I mean to have every streaming service out there right now that has all of this new content coming it's more than a cable subscription used to be like easily hands down easily. way more than yeah. a cable subscription used to be and, you, and, you, and I'm still not watching it all like, I don't think anybody no. can. Um, I'm definitely... Yes, there's only so many it. hours in a day. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't well, and not even... everything is going to speak to everybody. Like... <laughs> and that doesn't even count services that are, like, internet-only streaming services. Like, um, yeah. the folks over, like, Dimension 20, if you enjoy watching real play, role-playing mm-hmm. stuff. They have their own shows and stuff. They're they're basically their own little tiny streaming service. And I find myself giving them like three hours a day in the background. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, none of this is going to happen. <laughs> yep. Um, you can do what Bex does. Sign up for the free trials and then cancel. And then wait for the trial to reset. Yep. <laughs> I mean, th- there is there is something to that. It's true. We definitely do that in my house. <laughs> I would probably do it, except for we have to be caught up on this stuff in order to be able to talk about it. There is, yeah, that. there is that. So, Claire, <laughs> is there like a is there like a genre you've always wanted to work on? You haven't had a chance to yet. 
Westerns. I want to do a Western, but I don't want to do a normal Western. <laughs> How do you feel about werewolves? <laughs> Listen, I already have an idea for that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> maybe we should talk. Like we maybe should, not here, yeah. but sure. like yeah, we no. should talk. No, like seriously. Um, we after so. Let me get my brain together so I can actually form a coherent sentence. <laughs> After Birch, the first season of the Birch, my partner and I went out into uh, Eastern Oregon just to kind of get out of town for a little bit. And we went and yeah. explored around and we went to Condon and Shanico out there. And I was like, oh, my God, Shanico's I have an idea. For it's wild. But yeah, anyway, so, yes, I want to do a Western. And that was okay. the trip that, like, inspired all of that. <laughs> You didn't go to the methy ghost town that Denise and I went to? I guess not. Which one's that? <laughs> Do you remember what it's, that place was called? It's allegedly it's an Oregon ghost town. It's allegedly an Oregon ghost town, but it's not. There are people okay. there. Um, I think there's there. people in China. And by people, too, he means meth cookers. Right. Yes, Oops. meth cookers. Uh, it might have been Shaniko. Shaniko. I mean, they're they're kind of like Shanico. tangible ghosts. Shaniko, that's right. <laughs> You're not wrong, Cable. I I'm again. I'm no. from Eastern Oregon. I know these things. That's true. <laughs> they're the people of your past. Yep. Uh, I can't find it now, Denise. I don't remember which one it is. I know uh, it's not I don't Antelope. Think it was Shaniko. I think they're they've got a little bit of like a um tourist draw yes that's shaniko it's in wasco county yep that's the one yeah. that's the one we went to okay yeah that one's kind of set up for an old west town too like ready to go right um, condon's really cool too condon's actually more like an active town like they've actually got people and businesses and stuff there and like hotels and everything but all of the buildings like the facades are like an old west town so We've got oh, great wow. locations. Hey, anybody that's listening that wants to come film in Oregon, we have some great locations. I'm that's just true. Saying. I know Antelope is there. More than trees. That, right. That was where the Rajneesh and all them were setting up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. That's that's Antelope. Yeah. I don't know how much of that compound is still out there. I hmm. don't know. I want to go out there because I do have a really weird fascination with cults, especially lately. Oh, um, Yes. Care to say why? Okay, listen, I've been, I've, uh, I'm not going to, I can't because it pertains to the last movie I was working on. Let's just say I've been deep diving the Scientologists. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, you gonna get yes. on a, you're going to get on a boat and join L. Ron Hubbard's gold uh, navy in China? I will, that would be the C word, and no, I will not be. Wait, what's the C word? That's the C name or. of his navy. C organization. That's oh, C org. I thought you said C word. I was like, I don't remember really being the C word. <laughs> I would just say that out loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Well, oh, I thought I thought initially that you had said S E A W A R D. You know, like okay. like home word, C word. You know, because okay. they're going to go to the ocean okay. with it. Right. Org makes more sense. Oh right. yeah. Um. Leah Romini's Scientology show is fantastic. There's three seasons of it. And that's kind of where I started. Mm. Mm, okay. I started I with about that. that. And I watched Going Claire. Watch then I watched my Scientology movie. And then I found the subreddit. And oh, all was no. lost. <laughs> oh, the subreddits. Uh, I know people that have the gone subreddit. to the Celebrity Center downtown to go to their pancake breakfast. 
no get out of here yeah i didn't know if that was even still here like I mixed, it, it is still there i think it. it's it's downtown across from well it's downtown i know exactly maybe. where it is yeah i know yep. exactly where it is like i remember yeah. when it went in i just don't go downtown anymore <laughs> right nobody does nope nobody does Ooh. a couple years ago denise and i went to the lafayette pioneer cemetery that's Ooh, in cool. uh, it's in Yamil County, where allegedly like a witch is buried because their her son was like strung up, and she swore that like that town would burn down every few years, and it has burned down like three times since her son was killed, and she was like I don't know what they did to her, but that town by lot by Lafayette Cemetery has burned to the ground three times. You know what else is in Yamhill County? What the Delphian school from the Scientologists? The what? <laughs> I'm just bringing up full circle back to Scientology. The Delphian School, which is the big like Scientology boarding school, is out in Yamhill mm. County too. Oh, creepy! Very. Does that. have a really sal- solid caniceria and taqueria, though. So there is that. Oh. You know, I'm gonna need to have to check that out. Oh, and a, and a, a, a pretty solid distillery, if I recall. Oh yeah, no, we uh, we had a good time on that trip. Really good time. <laughs> Huh. I'm still trying to find the town that we all went to that was very methy. As in, like we were. <laughs> I've told... been I've been trolling <laughs> Google this whole ever since you brought it up. I'm like, what is that town? What is the it town? It was a, it was the first one we fucking went to also because it was like, it was every like Atlas Obscura and each organ like this is the one you got to go to. So we drove right out to it. And... I think I know how to find it, but it's gonna take me like it's like five minutes of solid. <laughs> That's focus. fine. Go look for it. That's fine. We're gonna come back to this. You're just be like in the middle, in the middle of something else, and you're just gonna yell out the name. And That's fine. Great. It would not be the first time, Claire. Not yep. even a little I, bit. I know. Yeah, I've been here before. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that's it. That's the show. <laughs> that's all we do. This is in fact my fine. second rodeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, we were made to feel very, very unwelcome in this in this town. Uh, that's another reason I want to share the name because, it, or make sure I, we, you know, we remember the name of this town because if you're even a little bit melanated, don't go there. No, don't go there. Not at all. Of which we were told a lot. Copy that. Yeah. Why if are people? Of, why are people? If you're of the spice using and leg washing community, dysphoria, don't go out to this ghost town. Fuck. <laughs> You guys keep going. No, I'm, I'm almost there. there. All right, <laughs> keep hanging on. Well, now I just want to go to ghost towns and check those places out. You, you know? always want to go. To I ghost know. Towns. I always do. I love them it's, so much. It, it's not just now. You, we, like, we need to make a haunted tour. Yeah, you only just and like talk about it more one. in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, I mean, the, what, tis the season. The one downtown is bullshit too. That Shanghai Tunnel one, it's not real, like at all. It's for tourists. I know, but that's the one that's always brought. Like Portland has enough fucked up things you could talk about that's spooky without including the Shanghai Tunnels or the supposed thirteen-year-old girl that was murdered under a cathedral murdered under a cathedral bridge. Neither of those are real. That's a that's a long ghost story from like the sixties that you could still hear her cries, and it's like. There's no record of it. It didn't happen. Yeah. Weird. There's plenty of other weird stuff. Like, there's an entire community out in uh, McMinnville? Is that off I-5 or Wilsonville? 
Wilson Mc- Bull's on Mc- Wi-Fi. Yeah. McMinnville okay. is on uh, Highway 99. Okay, this is Wilsonville. Yeah, it's there's, out west. Yeah, there's an entire community out there in Wilsonville that was built on the same property as the Damage State Hospital. Mm-hmm. Like they leveled the hospital and built a living community out there. Um, in fact, they started tearing it down right after MGM stopped filming Bandits because that was the office for Bandits that I worked out of. Um, yeah, and I've toured that entire hospital. It's the hospital that inspired Cuckoo's Nest. There were scenes that were filmed there. Um, it's fucking weird out there. And yeah, I remember going to visit Dimash Hospital when I was a teen, and I don't remember why. And it was like when I visited, it was still open, yes, and still running. And then Reagan closed it. Thanks, Reagan. Uh, I think Beck just put it in the chat. Uh, Villebois, it's a living community. Uh, yep, yep, she just put it in for those who are curious. Villebois, huh? Villebois Community Center in Wilsonville. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Clyde Lewis and I tried to do an investigation right as Villebois opened. Because at the time, Oregon used to have a law saying you had to disclose if your place was built on something that might have an emotional charge. And the radio station was threatened with us to quit talking about it. They're like, if you keep bringing it up, we will sue Entercom. Wow. So we never got. Oh, yeah. Telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. That never happens. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. On Bandits, there was a security guard that was there all night, all the time. And every once in a while, a, an older person would just wander up to the front gates. And they're like, Can I help you? And this person would be like, I, I wandered away. I have to come back in. I, I've been living here oh for 20 God. years. And they're like, Oh, you don't live here anymore. They'd call, like, whatever, usually a cop. And they'd, find out where they lived and go. But Damage was weird because we got to explore it. And it's like that scene when they first get to the colony and aliens where you're seeing, we, we were finding like half eaten, like people just got up. Oh, the hospital's closed. Let's leave. Uh-huh. Half filled out paperwork, like bits of food. They just, oh, we're out. Um, and a big underground tunnel that connected the hospital with all the living dorms at the other end of the hospital. Huge underground tunnel. <laughs> yeah. So Oregon's got some cool shit that I'd love to explore more of. Uh, but you could also just live there. You could just live there if you want. Now it's like a Borg collective of, of homes with its own pool. So there you go. This is all true. Oh, Miriam was really good. What was that? I'm just looking at see. I can see the chat. Uh, Vivarium was a really good good movie. Oh, Is I don't know that one word. with uh, Jesse. What's his face? Uh, yes, they're in, that, they're in that development, that housing Jesse development. Jesse, what's yes. his face? I like that. She <laughs> got it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that movie was. <laughs> I I had low expectations. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just, but it was really good. Very unpleasant and very creepy. Unpleasant, yes. What was it about, though? Can you? Um, it's been a while since I watched it, but basically, the premise is this young couple gets stuck in this like really like picture perfect Stepford Wivesy <laughs> suburb, um, 
and then they can't get out of it. And I can't remember what the end, the ultimate premise of it is, but they just like, it's like they've been, this has been happening to people for a while. And it's always just this one couple that's there. It's right. never more than, more than them there. Yeah. Wow. It's good. I'll look for it. And like everything is fake. And it, yeah. It's true. So our buddy Norm has a question for you. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen behind the scenes on a production you've worked on that you feel comfortable talking about? I'm going to have to think on this one. Woo. What's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing I've seen? I mean, there's always funny things that happen on set. Well, okay, actually, um, not specifically behind the scenes, but I got pranked on the, the movie I was working on most recently by a friend of mine and it was very cleverly set up and for to understand this you need to know that IOTC's international president is Matthew Loeb L-O-E-B so in this movie there's a gag where somebody loses an ear and that was my department because <laughs> I was doing special effects for it and one day I'm coming back from lunch and there's this big manila envelope sitting oh, outside no. my trailer that just says SFX makeup no, not my name nothing else just this manila envelope and I take it inside and I open it up and I'm like what the fuck and there's this little box that's like tied together with a bow and everything. And I open it up and it's actually somewhere in this room, but I'm not going to dig because all of my stuff is in totes. But um, I open it up and it's this amazing severed ear with <laughs> a note in it. Hang on, hang on. Let me, I'm sorry. I should have pulled the, the pictures up before I started telling the story. <laughs> anyway, well, Okay, so long story short, my friend's wife was going to do makeup on this show. She ended up quitting. He stayed on the show, and she got him to sneak in this severed ear and note to me as a <laughs> joke. He pulled it off perfectly, and I – here it is. Uh, let's see what it uh, – hello, Claire. I've heard you've been doing an exceptional job in leading the effects makeup department on Movie Redacted. With all the hiccups and hurdles that have been thrown your way, you've really managed to play things by ear and rise to the occasion. It doesn't go unnoticed. In solidarity, uh -huh. President Loeb, L-O-B-E. And I don't know <laughs> if you can see. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I sat there. I couldn't stop laughing for like half an hour. And I didn't know who it was for the longest time until I finally like put it together that it was Anne. <laughs> nice. Wow. So that was that was. That was pretty great. What the hell is this thing um, I see about a crew shirt from the Scorpion King? Oh my god! Okay, did you any of you guys watch Nope, the Jordan Peele that came out yes. recently? Yep. So okay, I was actually just watching it again tonight. Anyway, there's a Facebook group on Facebook. Wow, I'm doing great. There's a group on Facebook <laughs> where uh, it's supposed to be for crew members, for industry crew members that tell stories about working in the industry, but it's turned into this just like cesspool of people bitching about the stupidest things. And the current one is they're you mad You did say about, Facebook. It's true. I did say Facebook, and I did say film industry. Um, oh, the stories. <laughs> so Hot Topic has a merch item from Nope, which if you've seen it, you know that uh, the main character in the end is wearing this crew shirt from the Scorpion King. It's bright orange, and it says crew on the back. Anyway, they're selling that. And apparently nobody in this group has watched the goddamn movie. And wow. they're, they're, they're legitimately saying things in there without a shred of irony, calling it stolen valor. 
That's and not even I what Stolen Valor is. Okay. I know. That's... <laughs> I never said they were correct. Wow. Anyway, that's the whole thing that's happening right now. It's absolutely ridiculous and irritating. And I think I'm probably going to leave that group, which really sucks because they have some really good stories in there. Ah, man. There's no way to just kind of mute them and take a break for a while and just wait for the nuggets. It's not consistent enough. Like it's for, you'll see like really cool stories about like working on Beetlejuice or Death Becomes Her and stuff like that. And then every now and again, this stupid, insane bullshit pops up on my feed. And most of the time I can ignore it. And sometimes I have to say things. I'm just trying to think where they got stolen valor from for that kind of thing. That doesn't make any sense. They're thinking of people like buying uh, military uniforms from the surplus store and pretending that they serve or whatever. That's what they're calling it. That's what they're pretending stolen valor actually is. But like, okay, that's a stretch. Mm. I, I'm not saying I agree. I'm saying I can put right. my, I can put myself in their shoes and try to figure out what they're thinking. And I'm like 99% sure that's it. Anyway. <laughs> wow. I think the only shirt like that I'd ever want is a acquaintance of mine, uh, Siegfried. He's done lighting and sound for like 30 years now. And he has this tattered shirt. I don't think he's ever going to get rid of it. When it finally falls apart, he's probably going to mount it on something else. It just has like an aerial black font. It just says like, you can't scare me. I worked for Jim Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm never getting rid of this. I will take it to the grave. I'm like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, so what's up on the docket next? Are you kind of taking a little break or are you doing some effects makeup for the season or? Um, I actually haven't set foot anywhere near a haunted house in six years. There aren't many left. I briefly. The huh? There aren't many there are left in the Northwest. Here. Really? There are yeah. so many here. Oaks Park has got one. There's one oh, back right. at the Rose at the Rose Quarter. There's, There's one out in Clackamas, Gresham ish i don't know there are anyway, five that uh, i know of there's <laughs> scaregrounds yeah. there's millburns there's underhill uh fear pdx and fearlandia that hmm. sounds right okay. right and then oh, there's, there's also one too. Oh, okay clark county still washington yes, yes. yeah they're See, just a little bit up the freeway across the border and yeah. i thought that that was that was where Scaregrounds used to be, and then they moved to Oaks Park. Oh, maybe. That's entirely uh, possible. Because uh, I got the uh, – I was talking about it with Dave at some point, and he talked about the fact that the fire marshal of Vancouver, Washington, does not like haunted houses at all. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Wow. Yeah, yep. that's a lot of fun. They're risky. Oh, you found it. I did. Oh, which one is it? Okay. Uh, first, I have to brag about how I found it because uh, this thing, this this process is a lifesaver for me all the time. Uh, first, I tried to check my calendar, but all I got was Lafayette on there. Right. So then I went to Google Photos, found the photos of the place, got the date from there, that went to Google Maps timeline, <laughs> plugged in that date. And then what? donked around on the map until I found the right one because we did go to Shaniko that day. And we for did, a second yeah. there, I thought it was Shaniko, but it's not. It's a place just a little ways north of Shaniko called Kent, which the internet um, 
claims is an abandoned ghost town and but it, like 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 cable was saying like well meth cooks are a abandoned. kind of a ghost yeah <laughs> right so like yeah. i guess in that in that sense it has been abandoned by regular human beings and is now occupied by <laughs> uh by creepy by white meth cooks yeah with torn down winnebago's that were all connected by tarp hallways mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we got followed by a creepy white dude and was it like a suburban it was a big suburban or like a big double cab truck uh yeah it was a, it was a type of pickup truck a huge pickup truck yeah, so th- he was very are, much like, what are you guys doing here? These are all very much the reasons why I never really want to watch things like uh, Breaking Bad. It's like, nope, don't yeah. don't need to watch oh, that. Oh, yeah. Just, it's like, oh, but it's so well acted. Yeah, no, I believe that. <laughs> I've I seen Brian say... Cranston act. He's great. <laughs> no, so, I would say that Breaking Bad like puts a really positive light on, um, on the... Meth Cooks. Oh, uh, particularly yeah. in like the like the intelligence levels, because he he used to be like a legit scientist, and then he ended up being a high school teacher, and then he mm-hmm. ends up being a meth cook. Uh, sure. <laughs> Television is fiction. Yeah, I don't what? think that the average. <laughs> I don't think that the average meth cook uh, has that that type of character arc. Generally, not. No. No, they generally don't make it that far. No, no, and that's a show that could only happen in America. As anywhere else, he gets that report of cancer. The doctor's like, "So now let's try to fix you." Yep. Yes. Like Breaking yeah. Bad couldn't be made in Canada. Wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Oh my god! Now I'm just looking up Kent, Oregon. Even when it was new, there was or like at its biggest, there was nothing fucking there. It was named Kent because, according to the postmaster, the name was short and easy to write. I mean, yes. <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've never been happier to be uh, on a road trip with either uh, Katrina or Jimmy Long Guns. We just put them out in front. They were, <laughs> they were our, 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 yeah, they were our white wall, and we just hid behind them. And we got along pretty well. Yeah, but we did leave pretty soon after that guy. We left. Yeah, we were made to know that we were from being there. Yeah, we were not welcome there, and that's when we think we went to Shaniko or Shaniko or whatever, which is pretty fun. Uh, Then we had Elk Burgers on the way home. Nice. Yeah, we went to the Eagle Crossing Restaurant. That's right, Springs, Oregon. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Do go there. That place is great. Yeah. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think here. Get close to wrapping it up. I'm, I'm like, oh, look, you asked sorry. what I was going to be doing next. And I got off like on a tangent. Of oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. To, no, it's fine. I'm about to jump into another feature starting at the end of the month, and then I'm actually going to be in cabaret at Stumptown Stages starting in December. Oh, nice! I'm dabbling awesome. back into theater again for a little bit. Very cool. Yay. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Cable? Oh, I was just, I was also looking at Kent and like looking at the photos of it. It's like, yeah, this was just our backyard. Like this, this was just where I, the kind of stuff that I would see where I lived. Wow. I'm very sorry. It, it's Eastern Oregon. That's, that's all that's out there. 
Well, yeah, now there's, there's, now there's lots of strip malls and, and Walmarts, but you know, oh. yeah, in the seventies, you know, back when the dinosaurs <laughs> roamed the earth, in the late nineteen hundreds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh, man. Before the turn of the century. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm sorry I started this. I'll just go. There's a, there's a rock band in Kent. Countryfied band. High quality country rock entertainment for your big gigs. 15 years on tour. I'm not, I am not emailing the person who fronts a countryfied band. No, don't. No? That's Oh, that's the idea. name of the band? I thought they were describing themselves. No, that's the name of the band. So the three businesses in Kent <laughs> are Countryfied Band, Kent Baptist Church, mm-hmm. which has Bible study for men and women, and then Separately? three different... Yeah, 6 a.m. for men, 9.30 a.m. for women. Hell By the way, yeah. the town only has an estimated population of 23. Wow. Uh, Sunday morning prayers at 10, Sunday school 10.30, worship at 11.30. And then Mobley, Mobley Fencing LLC. Ron Mobley. Wait a minute. Ron Mobley also runs the Countryfied Band. Hmm. Hey! This is a racket. <laughs> yeah, it is. Rob Mobley, you son of a bitch. <laughs> We're on to you. Yeah. You know who Turn doesn't like that? Is, is Pastor Richard Keeney at the Kent Baptist Church. He's on to you, sir. He's like the preacher from Footloose. Here's the, this is the script we need to write. Yeah. It's the countrified band against the Baptist church in a ghost these, town. These uh-huh. Baptists. With lots of meth. Oh, yeah. Meth for Time. days. <laughs> also, there is a 7% chance that one of those two guys was the one who ran us out of town. I mean, that's possible. It's true. You think so? Well, if there's only 26 people... 23. We, 23. Oh, okay, hold on. That changes the math. <laughs> and I think there's rattlesnakes. They could be snake handler Baptists, too. Oh, God. 8%. It's an 8% chance. It's entirely possible. Okay, this church can't be in Kent. This, this church is way too new looking. Ugh. There's just no way it's still there. Well, I mean, Maybe they, they might have re- rebuilt it at some point. What was that? They could have rebuilt it. Like as, a, as an establishment, it may have been there a long time, but the building itself could be a replacement. Hey, Google Timeline says we have actually been to that church in 2009. 2009? Mm-hmm. Or 2019. I mean, that, that's the year that we were there. That's, yeah. that, that's I don't remember stopping at the Baptist church. I wouldn't uh, remember. Oh, it's probably just assuming because it's the only active place in that area yeah google doesn't d- like it google maps doesn't like it when you go somewhere that where there's nothing there that's true i do remember our stop at dinty's market in delhi <laughs> on the river that place <laughs> was magical uh, i think jimmy almost bought like a black powder gun there along with his chicken strips and i think katrina bought a knife katrina did buy a knife i already had wolf motorcycle knife i didn't need another knife <laughs> But I bought uh, cowboy ghost stories from that place. I think I bought so, a corn dog. I mean, you got to get a corn dog in these places. That's what they're for. 
So this is as spooky as we can get in Oregon in October. Like, I don't know where else to go. I mean, there's the there's a hotel way out in Eastern Oregon by where Cable lived. Um, there's a what? There's a big hotel out near where you live. It's considered one of the most haunted places in Oregon. Is that the one in Baker City? Yeah. Yes. I stayed at that That's hotel. Cool. Is it fucked up? I stayed at that hotel. Um, yeah. So we we had heard about it being like super haunted and stuff. I was actually going out. Um, this is back when I was still in college and I was doing music on a regular basis. And we were doing like this tour type thing. And I have, I'm sorry to report that the most haunting that happened there was the, at the hands of myself and a couple of other people fucking with our tour mates. Damn it. But that was just my experience. Like, the ghost right. could have seen us and been like, you know what, I'm going to let you have this one. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah, well, Baker is about an hour away haunted. from Ontario. Right. I was like, none of the places we went to on that uh, ghost town tour ended up feeling haunted in the least so i'm just i'm disappointed oregon i am too i feel like the coasty places have a bit more because of all the shipwrecks and stuff i don't Mm. know yeah you know well we we still have that lead that we follow up on next week and uh see what we can find out yes there's also malier butte where apparently there's little demons and uh little witches that will come after you down off the butte that I've always wanted to check out. And you can kind of go camping there. Aaron. Yeah, okay. Your butte is in Ontario. I know. I was like, maybe Cable knows somebody there. I left. (laughs) There's nothing there now. Except except the little demons. No, that's what I'm saying. I left Ontario. So now there are there, no more demons. There are no little demons there I, anymore. I got it, Cable. Uh, I got it. Thank it you. Says, I'm, glad, I'm glad somebody did. It says dark magic at Malheur Butte in Ontario, Oregon. Look, if we don't do it, fucking Zach Bagans is going to show up. That shit. Uh, fuck that that has Zach. been one of those longtime rumors of Ontario, Oregon, that there are witches in the hills and black magic sabbaths. And, and... Witches. Pee, 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 pee. Five Maybe for we an should enemy. go and make it's it true. Yeah, D&D. let's do it. <laughs> we could also. So play here's D&D. the thing, like, like, I, like I have heard these stories from the 70s. Like, the, this has always been one of those. Tr- I don't believe any of it to be true. Um, though, and and here's why: because I was part of those rumors at one point, and I had nothing to do with it. Like. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, you know, Cable's part of that thing. It's like, who the fuck started that rumor? Witches. Like, the, I mean, I, the, I had that rumor growing up in Susanville too. They're like, I just saw Aaron. He was there. Used to be a there was a well, there was a helipad like down Gold Run Road, heading to Susanville mm. from where I grew up, and some shit apples really did like paint a giant bright red pentagram, which we all then just like lit candles and fucking. Drank bush beer. As and, you do. You know. Hell yeah. It was great. But we had other monsters. So we had to deal with that. When yeah, I was I in elementary we... school, there was a gnarly tree that we all uh, were led to understand uh, was the, I don't know, like the, tree? Death, the death tree, like the, like, like the resting place of uh, Bloody Mary for some reason. Oh, Bloody Mary doesn't live in Arizona. No, Bloody Mary's in Scotland. Yeah, I was gonna say Cabrini Green, but that's Candyman. 
<laughs> yeah. And I thought that you were going to say it was a hanging tree. I feel like every old, especially in the West town, has the hanging tree. Mm-hmm. Oh. Susanville had one that really was in the front yard of Susanville's first judge. It's not yeah. a good town. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's a prison town. Yep. So that explains well, Ontario it. is now, too. It's a is it really? Town. Yeah, Snake River Correctional Facility. I could get us around there then. Well, now that uh, now that they're gonna release everyone who's on, uh, you know, locked up on bullshit marijuana charges, that's only at a federal level. They're leaving it to the yeah. states. Otherwise, I think uh, one of the Susanville prisons, the governor's closing it because it's a level one through three incarceration. So it's usually just drug use and stuff like that. So that's the one my sister works at. But they're gonna probably transfer to the level four lifers for murderers that are out there. Because Susanville has a lot of prisons. I'm glad your family has options. Sure. She has much better options outside of that town, but that's a whole other story. Let's not get into that right now. No, let's not get into that right now. That's a different Um, show. Yes. I mean, we could also go on a rant about prison abolition, but that's also a whole other show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're we're running out of time for any... Yeah, we got to wrap it up. We got to also change today. (laughs) Right. So, significant other is on Paramount Plus right now. Uh, Go watch it. It, um, Please. And once you guys watch it, maybe I'll come back and actually talk about it. Yeah, but like, I don't want to. Cool. (laughs) Um, But uh, like, it's also shot here in the Northwest. Um, Yep. Yeah, and you're like mostly Oregon crew. Yep. Um, I think Adam Sager was the visual effects artist. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's the visual effects supervisor. And he's someone that I met through Fright Town. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. Like, okay. I did not. He used to bring his, yeah, he <laughs> brought his kids through there. That's where I met him because he started following me on Instagram from that. Nice. And then we were following he him on there. And then he had, like, there were photos of his kids on your Instagram. And I'm like, Wait a minute. And you're like, yeah, he's great. And we know each other. It's cool. I'm like, oh, Portland just got smaller again. Oh. I think that's kind of actually cool. I think the photo I think the photo that you replied to was actually from when we were shooting Significant Other, and it was a couple of our PAs that both dress up as different versions of Coraline. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I saw that picture too. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to work on Halloween, so everybody dressed up. And a couple of the PAs were Coraline. Our second AD was Sam from Trick or Treat. But my absolute favorite was our grouchy, grumpy, grouchy bear of a, of, a, of a line producer dressed up as the cat in the hat and his production coordinator and production manager as thing one and thing two. Hey. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's adorable. That's adorable. I promise they would never see the light of day. <laughs> That's amazing. And then hair and makeup, we all did uh, Sesame Street onesies. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. It's reasonable. It was Very great. cool. Well, we'll definitely so, have yeah. to have you back then. Nice. Yeah, I'm down. You know, you know I'm always down. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Maybe in the future we'll talk about a potential werewolf story. Yes, I'd actually really like that. That'd be cool. I think you, I I think you should talk about that off camera. And, and I agree. Get, get, some, <laughs> get some things rolling. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. We're due for I mean, like an actual real hangout, too. It's been yeah, that's true. It's been a while. I don't even know where. I mean, I know you're kind of local, but. 
I remember there was a time during like traffic and stuff, you would just come by my place and like we'd color in the side yard. You're yep. like, I can't go home yet. And I was like, you can come color. And we I was still living in Vancouver at that time that because that, that traffic going um, north was always just ooh. brutal. I'm on the opposite side now, actually. I'm kind of out uh, southwest in between Sherwood, Newburgh, Hillsborough. Uh, I'm like way the fuck out there. <laughs> Man, Oof. that's a little trickier. We'll figure yeah. something out. I have a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. I do. We'll figure something out. Yeah. We should all do it. We can all talk about spooky shit. <laughs> And this color. is true. And we could also and color. color. Mm-hmm. I've got my tarot card coloring book, Bean, if you want to play with it. Ooh. It's pretty cool. I like it. I used to have my erotic D&D coloring book, but I don't know where it went. So, <laughs> it's too bad. You're what? <laughs> so it was a Kickstarter from a few years ago. This woman put together sexy dungeon coloring book. Okay. And I back. It was pretty full. Like I had like a real sexy dwarf that I colored. Bean remembers it now. I do. Yeah. I in my head it was still tarot, but you definitely oh, sorry. said D and D, right? You said yeah. D and D. One of yeah, my favorites so my... was one of my favorites was the gelatinous cube, with like a, a bikini top and bottom inside, with it like glistening. Are you going to make me great. Google sexy gelatinous cube? <laughs> you can do that. I also pay. I also got to color a sexy mind flare. Okay. Don't Google that one. Unless you're a technical no, fan. Okay. Okay. Gelatinous. Okay. I was like, I'm going to Google it, but you actually said the magic thing to make me not Google it. Tentacles? Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, should we wrap it up on, <laughs> should we wrap yes. up the show on tentacles? Uh, on sexy, well, that seems sexy fair. Sexy tentacles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sexy gelatinous cube. I could go for a sexy lich, though. I'd be down for that. What kind of lich? There's more than one kind? Yeah, like an Uzi Vecna or like a Demi Lich or a Cable. I thought, Cable, you were more of an ancient dead. You were more like a mummy. By the way, mummies aren't always wrapped up. I am... I I fall under the category of undead, but uh, every time I look at this, it's like, well, I'm not zombie. So, like, lich seems oh, to be more appropriate. Me. Okay. Sorry, more, more in the in the uh, chat. Go watch the new Hellraiser. It's so good, and my friend Ken did the makeup for it, and it's so pretty. Oh, I heard it's it. amazing. Yep. It's so good. It, it it's that is also it's on my list. Gorgeous. It yes, I and I will nerd out about it. that too. Nice. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, cool. clearly, we will watch these shows and then have you back on. Cool. Sounds fantastic. I'm uh, excited. Norm says Uzi Vecna is my all woodwind Ozzy Osbourne cover band. <laughs> yep. He is still the master of that shit, man. That so, that sounds like that's where we end. <laughs> that's where we end. Uh, with that, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Bean Rita. And I'm Cable Hushitami. And Claire has been our guest. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, next week, Cable... Uh, is that Alex or am I still next week? Ahead? Is uh, Alex Spieth um, to talk about Stag? Is she going to um, be live with us or that? I'm still figuring out. And then the week after that, uh, we will be rejoined by Taylor Stark from Witch Hunt Theater to talk about yeah. what she put us through. <laughs> I'm excited for that and maybe to hear about the potential Christmas thing they've got 
planned. Ooh. Indeed. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody. And uh, we will talk to everybody next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, friends. Bye.